Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you, February 3rd, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on oh, Big X Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, Roush is having some technical issues. We'll be joining us momentarily, so he says. So just, just Scoots and I to start your KRC Friday edition. Scoots, you pumped up for the weekend? I am so pumped up for the weekend. I'm more more importantly, I'm pumped up for today because it's Friday, best day of the week. We have our arguments all the time about best months of the year, but I don't know that we can debate Friday being the best day of the week, especially when it rounds out the week, leading into a great weekend of college basketball. Of course, I've got my doubleheader in Midway this weekend, so looking forward to that. Just wish it wasn't right in the middle of the Indiana-Purdue game, but all good. Really looking forward to the weekend. How about you, TJ? How are you? Well, Friday is the weekend, for, for what it's worth. True. For starters. True. Secondly, you're not a Saturday person. Uh, no, I'm much more of a Friday guy. Yeah, there's, a, there's just something about the feel of a Friday. Saturday... It kind of feels the same every week. Granted, we get we get like different sports thrown in, and there's better games some Saturdays uh, over others. But yeah, overall, just the feeling you get on Friday, like holy crap, made it to the weekend. There's you, you just can't beat it. I think you could beat it with a Saturday. I mean, that's you that's that's all personal preference. Yeah, but did you have to wake up early this morning? I did. Do you have to wake up early tomorrow morning? That's true. I mean, Saturday, sleeping in on Saturday does give it a little bit of an edge on its competition, but I just, I, I still don't get the feeling on Saturday that I get on Friday. So for me, Fridays is the best day of the week. Yeah, but I think that's wrong, and let's let's talk this through. Well, there's there's more to life than just sleeping, though, TJ. I love sleeping more oh, than anybody. Yeah. That's rich coming. That's rich coming from you. Uh, no, I, I I'm everybody's got their personal opinions. I'm just I'm giving you a hard time. I Fridays are great. Love Fridays. That got no got no issues with Fridays. I, I would put them number two in my day power mm. rankings. But the possibility of just a wide open Saturday, that is something you can't beat. Okay. Now, well, if you, if you got a lot of plans and you're busy and you got this and that going on, then yeah, maybe it's a different story. But sometimes Friday, especially as we get older and older, Scoots, it's just like 
yay, it is Friday, you're happy about it, but then when it's like 5, 6 o'clock on Friday, you're just, you're beat, all you want to do is just relax, not necessarily go to bed early, but just like sit on the couch, watch TV or watch a movie for several hours, and that's great, and I, and I love that, but it's also not like the most exciting time of your life either. So on that same token then that you gave me, is Sunday not ahead of Friday because you get to sleep in? No, because Sunday you can't you can't stay up late without consequence. True. You have to wake up early the next day. So when it comes to it, it's fair question, what what's better, being able to sleep in or being able to know you can stay up late with more give way, leeway if you with the following morning, which Sunday you do not get. Now, that being said, I, I would hear debates on people that would put Sunday over Friday just from in fall, you get football, yeah. which give me give me a NFL Sunday football over most Fridays for what it's worth. So yeah, it's a little it, it's not it's not so cut and dry. It's not black and white. There's a lot of gray area with this scoots. That being said, I more times than not probably am taking a Friday over a Sunday, but again, in the fall. When you got football on, I'm probably taking Sundays over Fridays in my power ranking. So it can be flexible. It can change as as time goes on. Did you do any get into anything last night? Thursday's a great day too. Thursday is a great day. Um, so girls sectionals are this weekend over here in Indiana. So I actually had a game last night, which a boys varsity game on a Thursday night only happens once a year, and I love it every single time that it happens. I had last night was one of those broadcasts for me. And I was telling my broadcast partner this. There's majority of games I show up to. I'm excited, ready to call it. But there are some that I get to, and I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I'm going through the motions. I'm just trying to get through the game. Last night was awesome. It wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with the game. It was just all my mindset when I showed up. I was in a great mood. I was jacked up, ready to call some, some varsity basketball. And, and I just had a good time. It was a lot of fun last night, so. That's great to hear. Did was it a good game? Was it a good call? It was a good call. The game not so much. It was it was kind of a blowout, which an unexpected blowout, which is always fun, especially when it's the team that I'm calling for doing the blowing out. So yeah, that was, that's always a good time. Well, good. Happy happy to hear it. Uh, always exciting when you're when you're excited to do your job, I'm sure you did a great, uh, a great call, and uh, even in the blowout. Text on into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. You text it in, we'll read it on air. We're going to start with the text line much earlier today. That is uh, that is a promise, and we're going to take our time on some of the texts and, and not rush through it, because this week we've been rushing through a lot. So. We got a lot of podcast texts last night. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Podcast listeners always come through, and we appreciate them. You can get the Kentucky Roll Call podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Yeah, it was probably a little bit more than normal on a relatively slower news day. Not a ton happened on your Thursday, but the things that did happen we will talk about. We'll preview Kentucky's incredibly important game against Florida where last Saturday against Kansas, it was a huge opportunity for UK. It would allow Kentucky to really move themselves in the right direction away from the bubble. They were unable to capitalize. I do think the quote-unquote bracketologist punished Kentucky a bit for that game. Like UK actually, in, in most bracketologies where they were 
not in the last four in, not in the play-in game. They were moving in the right direction. Uh, some bracketologists took them back a couple spots because of the loss to Kansas, which doesn't make any any sense to me. It was a squandered opportunity. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But this week, it's not so much it, – it, it is opportunity, but it's also risk, and there's pressure, where if you lost to Kansas, my whole point is it shouldn't have really mattered, although some people acted like it did matter, and I just wholeheartedly disagree with those takes. This one will matter if you lose. If you lose to Florida, that's another team that is in the bubble conversation. They are in the other side of the bubble as UK. They're on the wrong side of the bubble. But you would probably see some people that would say, all right, well, Florida goes into Rupp and wins. We can switch these people out. If not just a direct switch, it would be Kentucky would be moving back several spots. Florida would be moving up several spots. And it wouldn't be good news for UK. So where to some extent – there was a house money aspect to last Saturday. There should be some pressure on UK this Saturday. And there is. That's not just one person's opinion. It's factually true. Kentucky needs to find a way to take care of business against Florida and be considered a good win. Would help the resume. Wouldn't give you the same bump as if you had beaten Kansas the week before. However, uh, it will be a much worse loss if you can't pull it out in similar fashion. Nick Roush has finally joined us. What's up, buddy? Oh, you know, just uh, this is this is one of the mornings that I'm glad I'm not a gun owner because I just want to shoot my computer. It's such a stupid piece of crap. I hate technology. And uh, I just kind of want to go into a woods, pull a Thoreau, live at Walden, just get rid of all technology, never use it again. What was it? What was it really? Were you just running behind this morning? Wake up <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it took it took 10 minutes to turn my damn computer on all because I was up late dealing with bull crap, healthcare bull crap. And I forgot to turn in my stupid plug, my stupid computer in. So it died. I plug it in this morning. Well, it won't resurrect quick enough. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Uh, great way to start my Friday. Maybe you should maybe you should start waking up a little earlier, Roush. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Scoots here. If you just would have done this around six thirty, probably no issue. I mean, I'm never going to get on my computer at six thirty for a seven show. Like, it just it's just not. I I did come into my room early. The problem was is I I should have I should have booted my computer up instead of just turning my heater on. So the, you know what? That's a learning lesson. But son of a nutcracker, I'm very irritated to start my day. Well, good. Uh, hopefully makes for, for good radio. Uh, everybody be nice to Roush on the Thornton's text line. I'm not yeah. sure he can would, take any bullying would, today. Would be a real shame if somebody pushed my buttons today. <laughs> How was your Thursday evening? That sounds not good. Yeah, no, not great. Uh, I mean, it was, it was fine. Uh, but I, I'd been putting off dealing with, uh, for the lack of a better term, uh, HR stuff. Just dealing with insurance and uh, all that gobbledygook, HSAs. And so, yeah, I was doing that last night. So that's always fun. Just going through insurance paperwork. Roush, I'm sure, I'm sure I know your answer, but we need a tiebreaker here. Better day, Friday or Saturday? Uh, Saturday. Mm, yeah. I knew you were Thank going there. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know the benefit. I don't know there's a bit. What benefit have you made for Friday that you can't do Saturday besides I like the feeling of Friday. Well, have you said one? I I like Friday more because I have to work. This and this is going to sound absolutely crazy, but I have to work, so it gets me out of bed, 
And then I'm done at one o'clock and I can just enjoy the rest of my day. So it's almost like a Saturday because I'm getting off so early. Yeah, it's a horrible rationale. I wish you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have said it. I, I, yeah. wish you, I wish you wouldn't. Especially have like it. having to get out of bed. Like, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, you have to have something to get you out of bed. Like, I just wake up. No. <laughs> even if I, even if without the option of kids, I'm still doing this show long enough. My, my ass wouldn't sleep past 9 a.m. anyway. So I'd be up and at him on a Saturday. I, and I even work most Saturdays, um, or at least like that half the year I'm, I'm working Saturdays. But having the Sunday the next day too is also a nice plus because Sunday's freaking rock. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely Saturday gre- greater than. And now, like what – what sports do you have to watch on TV on a Friday night? We're going to get, what, A-10 basketball or something? See, this... It's, it's bad. It's bad. bad this, sports. This, for me, is not about... It's much like the greatest month of the year debate that we always have. It's not about sports. Like, I, I know Saturday, if you get sports... Yeah, it is. It is. If, no, no, no. Hold up, Scoots. Hold up, hold up. I'm if you get sports you involved, Saturday wins, no question. Your entire premise for liking summer over winter is so you can play golf so don't give me this crap about it not being about sport that's true you're right oh boy he got me burn bring out the gotcha girls <laughs> Roush, he may be in a bad mood he may be grumpy but he oh. uh, he got you he got you on one for roush man i'm back man it's like we're playing it's, trivia it's, again and it, it, it's just it's such again it's your own logic so it's your own opinion and you can feel the way that you want but it's objectively horrible rationale. Why don't you wake up early on Saturday and do something productive? Work out. Go on a walk. Go get breakfast. Go see your family. Go do something that will make it more worthwhile instead of, I have to sleep in on Saturday, but I like Friday better because I get to go work. Then go pick up another job that you work on Saturdays. (laughs) I know you're calling the game, so you've got something going on. It's just more BS excuses from you, and I'm up to here with it. We we all know that my logic, rationale, and opinions are a little jacked up from time to time. So I don't know. I don't know why anybody's acting surprised. They they are. At least you've got (laughs) enough self awareness to admit that. Uh, that, That's. But you know what? That almost makes it. That almost makes it acceptable. If you can just come out and be like, yeah, you know what? It doesn't really make sense. I get it when I say it out loud, but it's the way I feel, and it's the thing that I like. So, you know what, Scoots? You do you, buddy, by, and, and happy Friday to you. By the way, can I, since Roush is in a bad mood, I want to pick at him a little bit. So, Roush is an impatient driver, if you didn't know that, TJ. We were, when you all left the studio yesterday, Roush went to the Thorntons. I went to grab some breakfast at another establishment. Mistake on my part, should have went to Thorntons. But Roush was waiting at a turn light. The guy in front of him did not go immediately on green. I don't even know if Roush knew I was beside him. But he hit him with the horn honk to go on the light. Can you believe it? Oh, man. (laughs) Hit him with the horn. (laughs) A two, Brute? Uh, no, I, I'm. I would probably fall under the impatient driver category. It was only like so. two seconds. It wasn't like he was sitting there for five or six. I think. I think he was sitting there for a while. <laughs> and no, I had no idea you were there. Here's the big question: Was it a like a hey beep? Just so you know, hey beep. The the light's green. Time to go. Or was it like the beep? You idiot. No, beep. it was. It was a. It was a quick like like go. <laughs> yeah, just a little heads up, beep. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just he didn't know that it was it was time. I, I was. The question is, did, did Roush have his signal on when he was turning? I believe so. Yeah, I can all but confirm that. 
All right, then you would have gotten a beat from me if I would have seen you without your signal, buddy. <laughs> Roush, have you ever had any road rage incidents? Uh, um, not like actual confrontations. No, um, I, I did have like an incident where somebody ran me off the road. Uh, but granted, that was when we were being pranksters in high school, and somebody threw a water balloon at this guy's car. And uh, he chases down and it was I was like, don't throw it, don't throw it, don't throw it, because the key was you couldn't if you're going to do this, it had to be two moving vehicles. We were turning. The other person was getting ready to turn. So they just did a U.E. and they were right there on our ass. So we I mean, he he chased me down, ran me off the road uh, and was in front of us, acted like he was going to call the cops when he got behind the car. That's when I just stepped on it and. Uh, got out of there like a bat out of hell for a water balloon yeah yeah like what? Um, he, he he was very upset um and that i felt like that was uh, it was pretty harmless when people when we would do these kind of sort of games but the guy had a kid uh, uh, his daughter in the car he was very distraught so um i guess i guess he just was, was not having it that day that's pretty wild to be that crazy over a water balloon yeah, yeah. Um, there was one time, though, when uh, uh was taking somebody home and he was eating a bag of Skittles and he decided he was going to throw that at the next car he saw. Um, and it was a police car. So that was fun to <laughs> evade as well. That was... <laughs> Whew. Evade? Right? Well, hell yeah. I'm <laughs> get the hell out of there. You ran from the cops? Yeah, he was going the other way. This, I mean, we were both driving. It was a blind turn. He just threw it at the car. I was like, holy crap, that's a cop. So just took the next turn, then another turn, parked, and, and laid low for a little bit. Wow. Jeez Louise. Yeah, that would Nothing, be, maybe. That'd be That'd be very nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> we would do the dumbest stuff as, as kids and, and new drivers, which – Looking back, certainly regrettable at the time. Hilarious. I think I've probably told this on Kentucky Roll Call, but my I, I would hang out with some people that were older, so they'd get their license long before I could drive. But we'd just get in the car, and then we'd go to Cherokee Park, and we just thought it was the funniest thing in the world, but it was just so dumb. You'd roll down the window, and you'd ask somebody for directions, and then about midway through when they're telling you directions, you'd just speed off. And it was just the, the the douchiest, jerkiest thing in the world. But boy, would we just think it was the, the funniest thing in the world. And then one time, my buddy, who still to this day probably doesn't really look 16, but we were doing it and rolled down. Hey, do you know how to get out of the park? Blah, blah, blah. And this lady was like, are you? You're not old enough to be driving. Don't, I'm, why are you asking for directions? You shouldn't be driving. There's no way you're 16 years old. And he and then he got really embarrassed because, you know, all the all the fellows were in the car. And so without he, he, he bailed on the on the whole premise. Uh, road rage incidents, one semi recently and really kind of the only one I can think of as of late. Uh, one time on 65 before the new bridge so back when it was just both traffic was going both ways on the 65 bridge over Indiana. Uh, this is a different story. But I got rear ended and I was probably like 18 years old. And got rear-ended by this big old truck, and the guy got out, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, it looks like it's just minimal damage. Take, take, take my number. We got to get out of here." And I was like, "Oh, I was always told, like, regardless of if it was a big accident or a little accident, to to get a police report." 
And the guy was like, I, I used to work with the cops. They're, you do not want to waste their time with this. Just here, take my number. You can take a picture of my ID. He was, he was trying to be accommodating, quote unquote. He was like, but we're, we're really in a rush if you don't mind. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to get them over here if you don't mind. Just, uh, he's like, they're going to come over here and they're going to laugh at you for wasting their time. Anyway, so the cop eventually pulls up and he comes up to me. He's like, is that guy, was he kind of like pressuring you? He, and I was like, a little bit, but you know, not a huge deal. I was going to call you all regardless. And he was like, yeah, he keeps telling me he was a former cop and I'm not doing my job right. And uh, anyways, <laughs> he, he, we're, we're going to get this all taken care of for you. Mm. I was like, what a goober. Uh, and then more recently, not when I was 18, this was actually on New Year's Eve. So Wait, that's the, the end cast, of the story? That's the end of the story. The guy was just, he was, a, he, he was trying to pressure a little kid uh, while I was 18, so I wasn't technically a kid. He was trying to pressure me so he could hit and run me and get the hell out of Dodge. That's like he, was a, to, he was trying to bully a cop, too. That's like the ba- a bad end to a movie. Like, I want to know what happens next. Why was the guy doing that? Did he have a warrant? Was he, was he, he supposed to be in Like, what? I want to know more. I think he was Damn a former it. cop that like thought he, you know, was Mr. Johnny Law and uh ended up having to to pay for the damages. So no, that was the end of the story. He, you know what, Scoots, he pulled out a gun and he said, The next person that makes me wait here for anything, I'm I'm firing. Y'all let him go. Like, Whoa, buddy, watch out. And then he and then he sped away. No, <laughs> That's uh, better. New Year's New Year's Eve twenty twenty two, uh watching watch the watch the cats dominate the cards and then UK get uh, blown out by Iowa, which wasn't as fun. And then I'm, we're having some people over later that night. So pop by a liquor store and this guy like pulls in the liquor store aggressively behind me. And I was like, Oh, I think I know why, why he's upset. Uh, I was in, there's a new traffic pattern on new LaGrange road. Anybody that lives around the area knows what I'm talking about. And I guess this guy didn't know that there was a new traffic pattern. And he was under the impression I wasn't allowing him over into the turn lane. But in reality, I was just where I needed to be. He didn't know that he needed to get over when he needed to get over. So he, I, I guess, I didn't even know he was following me. But he followed me, gets into the parking lot. I'm getting out of my car to go to the liquor store. And he's like, hey. And he says words that I can't say on the radio. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize you were upset about that. I, I figured you, you knew how turn lanes work. That got him really mad. Oh, uh, man. He, then he like got out of the car like he wanted to fight or something like that. And I was like, guy, chill out. I was like, why don't you cry about it? You didn't get over in the turn lane. And uh, then he got in his car and sped away. But then he was yelling more bad words at me as he was driving away. And I was just like waving sarcastically at him on his way out. And he slammed on the brakes like he was going to come back. Uh, sure enough the goober just went ahead and, and got out of Dodge. But my wife is convinced that that's probably the way that I'll get killed is in some sort of road rage incident. And that one, uh, debatably, could have been close if that guy was a yeah. maniac. I guess you really never know. But Especially on New Year's, you know, it could have had some cocktails too. Um, yeah, no harm, no foul, though. I survived. People I survived. don't understand. Like, uh, I, I used to get a little angry on the road, but it's like, what, what good is going to come from it? You know, there's just... Well, what, what, are they going to become a better driver because I yelled at them? No. People that get mad at you, though, for them not knowing how the road works, like in TJ's incident, I mean, I deal with something similar almost every day. Like, when I get off my exit to go home, there's two turning lanes. The The one on the right is a right turn only once you get onto the main road. The other one goes straight. And people all the time are just trying to get over to each lane. It's, it's so annoying. And they always get mad at me that I won't let them over. Nobody, I know the rules of the road. You don't. Sorry. 
There you go, Scoots. Put your foot down on that. That's right. Josh tweet, tweets in and says, you guys are arguing rationale with a dude that leaves his car running while he goes into the store. It's a good yeah. point. And it's good never point, been guys. stolen. Suck it. It's a good point. So just, uh, just kind of talking. Not really getting into much. But we're going to take our first break, and then we will. Uh, I want to just kind of start with the text line when we return. And then we can finish up. And then the new texts that come in as the show goes on, we can read more later on in the show like we normally do. But I want to spend more time with text. There are uh, a few points, sports topics from yesterday we need to discuss. Obviously, we'll get into more Kentucky and Florida analysis. The Gators coming off a big win over number two Tennessee this week. So they're playing with confidence. Uh, and they've got one of the better bigs in conference play that has given Oscar Shibway some trouble in games past. So we'll talk all about Gators and Cats. But again, you all drive the show on the Thornton sex line, and we'll come back. We'll read some text. This is KRC, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! Yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? The five for the seven with the roughneck bitch. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, Friday edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Remember to go to ShadyRays.com. Best sunglasses on the planet, polarized. They look like the designer brands, but it's got an affordable price tag attached to each and every one of them. When you buy, you'll buy with confidence. If you lose them, break them, they get stolen, something happens to them, or you just want the pair, pay a small replacement processing fee, and boom. And I'm talking small, folks. You just get your order sent back to you again. So it's kind of a two-for-one deal at Shady Rays, which is always always good who wouldn't want double the product uh for <coughs> price oh heavens bless you wait that was on oh it was on oh well that's great what the hell's going on sneezy mcsneezerson hmm whoops but at least you're you not me say, and sneezing eight times that's you true. can say a chew to the big price tags of of designer brands. Uh, also, Shady Race does a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, something's wrong with it. You just not 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 the way you thought they were going to be. No 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 questions asked. You send it back. They'll send you a total and complete refund of your order each and every time you buy. You're helping feed hungry folks in America, and there's a reason they have over 250,000 five-star reviews. It's a great product. Good company. Kentucky Roots. Check out ShadyRays.com, and do not forget the promo code BIGX for 25% at checkout. Uh, did you all see Bellerman's game go to double overtime last night? Ooh, no. Yeah, I missed that. Uh, I, watched it. I watched the final like five minutes of the game and then five minutes of the first overtime. It was one of those things like, oh, this game's about to wind down. I'll watch the end of it. And then it just kept going and going and going. <laughs> they lost, unfortunately, to Kennesaw State. They they had plenty of chances, just couldn't really close them out. And then Scott Davenport and Kennesaw State's coach supposedly kind of got into it, uh, like 
yelling at each other at midcourt there in the first half, and that's always good, clean fun. But the Knights came up just short, unfortunately. Ah, it's a real shame, a real shame. They uh, not as, as successful year two as year one in the ASR. No, nah, they're still an okay team in conference, but yes, that's uh, a lot of people are saying one of Scotty Davenport's just not as talent, least talented team that he's had in several years, even D one, D two. Uh, but still, to be competitive the way they have, that's that's not a bad sign. And they're going to also just have to kind of deal with when they are good or have some success, or, or sometimes even when they don't, like the transfer portal. If you have, and they saw it last year, who, well, Dylan Penn, I believe, he was one of the best scorers in conference, and then they had a good year and decided to to go elsewhere. I think he went to Vermont. I wonder how he's doing up there. But that's something they'll have to deal with, and Ended up not being anything special of a night of college basketball. No big upsets with the exception of FAU, who's ranked 19th, which a lot of people forget or don't know. Uh, Mm -hmm. They lost to UAB. And then I think College of Charleston also lost. At one point this season, they were ranked. Now they've lost two games in conference, so they're going to fall back into, you're probably going to need to win your conference tournament. Uh, And this all could have... Impact on Kentucky, unfortunately. I, we never thought UK would be in this position. They shouldn't be in this position. But you ought to keep an eye out on some of those bubble mid-majors where you kind of want them to keep losing. And that way they don't, they're don't. they not an automatic bid. Uh, they'll have to win their conference tournament to get in. So suck it to the little guys. Keep on losing and make space for the big boys like Kentucky and UNC and uh, plenty of other programs that are struggling this season so there's your college basketball update from Thursday pretty quiet night uh, not not much better tonight probably actually worse as a matter of fact but then Saturday as good as a college basketball Saturday as I can remember uh, and it's pretty much all day starts at noon and then the cats don't play till late 30 so you'll get you'll be getting some good premier college basketball for for almost 12 hours except so for the game that's leading into the cats game that's just going to be garbage. Two garbage programs haven't been good. It's not not looking forward to hearing about them. You're talking about Duke and UNC. Yes, yes. That'll but be it'll fun. probably be a good game, and it'll probably go down the wire. And Kentucky's game will probably start on ESPN News. Wait, hold on. Duke and UNC play this weekend, and I haven't seen a thousand commercials about it this week. That's amazing. I'm actually have surprised you, been, you haven't. Have yeah. you not been watching college basketball this week? I have. Have you? Have they been playing a lot of commercials? Yeah, well, doing game day there as well. I <laughs> bet you see. I bet Scoots, Big Ten Scoots over here has probably been watching Fox and BTN, so they aren't as. That's true. Frequent. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're not wrong. You got Kansas at Iowa State at noon on Saturday. Then at, and I'm just going in a time order, picking the best game at each time slot. Bruce Pearl goes back to Tennessee at two. I think Tennessee will probably win that game pretty comfortably, but that's at least some drama there. Purdue, Indiana at four, which will be exciting. You also have Texas, Kansas State at four as well. Then at six, you get the Duke-UNC game, which, you know, it's it's still basketball. And then, of course, you get the Cats at, at 830, which, which will be a good time. Yeah. Big, big time, big time, important game for UK, and we're going to talk more about it as the show goes on. I want to get to the text line, Roush. How do you feel about that? Oh, I feel like I love the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. See, Scoots, one case you couldn't make for the reason why Fridays are awesome 
is Pat Ball comes over on Fridays and he usually brings Duke a donut from Thornton's. And that's basically, if you want the key to my son's heart, you get him a Thornton's donut. Uh, he calls them Donies. Uh, and he, he's a big fan of the the Long Johns, a.k.a. the Wide Wheelies, but they're so big. I mean, they fill up a, a big guy like us. So today it was a chocolate with sprinkles. Just so good. Oh. So great. Start your – really get your weekend rolling the right way with Thornton's. Tell Papaw thanks for my donut. That doesn't help my Fridays at all, Roush. Yeah, you tell Peepaw thanks a lot on my behalf as well. <laughs> yeah. Texter says, there's a Pekin possum – if he finds the crack needle, three more weeks of winter. That's not very nice. Man, I don't he, think Pekin probably has a major drug problem. He, do they? he finds the needle every year. It's a, it's a nationwide he, story. It's six more weeks of winter. Seems like about 80% of the time that stupid gopher sees a shadow. Eh, whatever. It's going to get uh, warm up starting tomorrow, though, which is nice. Chilly today. Get a little warmer tomorrow, and then Sunday yeah. and Monday look like they're going to be pretty nice weather days. Right, right. Quick, yeah. quick, quick, cold spat. And then we we'll have to go uh, hit the links, Scoots. Come on. Texter says we could always go to Top Golf. You could get another beat down there if need be. I've got no comment. Oh. KRC must have missed the Jack Pilgrim note about Livingston and his inner circle. He refuses to play the four and was promised to start. Good old Calipari, says a texter that has been just complaining about te- Calipari on our text line for years. Also, what what brought that up? Because we, we that's like um, weeks old news that we talked about on here. We did not miss. Um, we talked yeah, about he that. still played the four. We talked about that game. before it got popular. People need to listen to more Kentucky Roll Call. This texter clearly probably doesn't listen a ton. Just right. hates listening, I would imagine, from time to time. Yeah. Uh, the and I'm sure it's in regard to Livingston potentially coming back or not coming back. I, okay. I, 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 I don't care. I don't care if he doesn't want to play the four. I don't care if him and his people, which I'm sure there's probably some liberties taken with this entire thing, uh, if, they, if they have been watching – UK play this season he's played basically the role of a four I don't think any NBA team would say you know what look at that stretch three he's amazing he's going to be a perfect three at the NBA I mean it's really nonsensical sometimes things just don't really pass the common sense test and I get that they probably did not want him to be a traditional four like hey no we're not going to put him on the block and feed him into the post and allow him to kind of do some fadeaways or something or, or have to have to bang with people. But he is, for all intents and purposes, playing the four role. And the only issue is sometimes UK has two fours on the on the floor at the same time with a five, and that's where things can get a little bogged down, as most people know. But Livingston showing a lot of promise. The staff, as I mentioned, I think they absolutely – they are a huge believer in him and think that he could be a really good player this year. That's why he's been given the opportunities that he's been given. I don't think we've really seen the evidence to support their claims, but you are starting to see more and more signs of life from him. He's getting better each and every game, and he he can be a really tough physical player once it does click for him. And maybe it's Saturday. He's going to, I think, have uh, important defensive assignments against Florida, and I also think he may have some smaller people on him that he should be able to get to the rim on. And he's even more important, Roush, if CJ continues to be in a shooting slump because at that point, you know, who are you playing? We know that hopefully Wallace will be out there. You got to have Reeves out there. And we saw some signs this past week down in Oxford that if CJ's not hitting, 
you know what, maybe the offense can still look solid with Livingston going in there and doing some things. I still think it's a little too crowded, but he's showing his worth and getting better every game. Yeah, yeah, and that that the semantics of four, three, all that, that's that's all they are in my mind, right? Like because um he's shown an ability to do some things from the outside, but primarily it's rebounding and just attacking at the rim, finishing at the rim. Um this I'm this game could be a little funky for him, but he could be a difference maker if he is getting to the foul line. Um, and also rebounding, because that's one thing. It's like he's kind of surprisingly struggled with the last couple of years. Yeah, it, it, and he'll, he'll definitely help you in that category, um, or should be able to help you in that category. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if he continues to progress. The texture says, on this Hopkins stuff, I find it very funny that Cal giving some players longer leashes than others is supposed to be an indictment on his coaching style. Do these folks know how team sports work? Uh, you know, it's kind of a darned if you do, darned if you don't sort of yeah. situation in some instances. Um, Kentucky's front court last year, I understood why Hopkins wasn't getting the lion's share of the minutes. I still think he should have probably played more minutes. Um, and I still think at the end of the season, UK chose wrong. Sure, it ended up not not being the right choices of who they decided to keep or not. Uh, but this texture, I, I think, goes right. back to that point a little bit later on. Well, and, and yeah, you can be upset that Cal didn't prioritize Hopkins more uh, over some other guy, but like he just made it incorrect coaching decision in that regard just the whole i just I, i'm not going to get worked up about a hopkins robot quote it's like well you were you're a freshman role player and he asked you to play a role like that's not that's what a lot of that's how a lot of these things work right you kind of work your way in that's as this person says that's how team sports work yes uh just the way that it goes mm-hmm. one texture says uh olivia's injury is probably the worst i've ever seen on a reality show but honestly, she's probably lucky to hit her between the eyes and not her eye socket or teeth or something. Her and Rossi are a good team. Feel bad for them. I, I'm curious. The 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 most severe injury, uh, severe injuries, I should say, have still probably come from Survivor. Where like there was one where there was like a gnarly burn situation that like oh that that was disgusting. Uh, and then the in Nick's season, some dude jacked up his back, and I bet he could have really been messed up. It, but you, you, the cameras weren't on when it happened. It happened while they were in the boat. I'm, I'm curious what that one would have looked like. But just from a pure, a pure like reactionary, did not see that coming whatsoever at all uh, on the challenge. Man, I watched the video of that yesterday, like the slow mo video. That was wild. How her, the bridge of her nose literally started bleeding instantly. Like before the golf ball was even out of the shot, her nose was bleeding. Crazy. Oh, it was just like a river of blood, yeah. too. It was just nonstop gushing of blood. We're talking about the challenge. A girl yesterday, or on Wednesday's episode, was doing a slingshot, and the thing she was slingshotting, slingshotted back into just directly smack dab in her nose, instantly breaking it, and it was just a, a pool of blood. Roush, the guy on the boat, that probably wouldn't have been like, a very gruesome injury to see. I'm sure they just hit a wave wrong and he landed wrong and it just probably messed up his back. Um, 
I, I agree with the texture. I don't know if I've ever seen a more gnarly injury. I mean, it, it goes with like the who was the Alabama player, Tyree, where his ankle just snapped. Oh, uh, wait, are, are you talking about uh, are you talking about the guy from Ole Miss that like broke his leg going into the end zone? No, the, the Alabama one was one of the first viral videos of like a, a ankle or leg snapping where it just like on his fall, it was just like jello where it was like moving in the wind. You're right that there's been a ton more. Kevin Wares was right up there oh, as God, well. That was so bad. Yeah. But I do think that like this girl's slingshot to the nose is in that conversation where you don't have like just a ligament dangling or a bone sticking out, which are both. I mean, just absolutely makes your skin crawl just even saying it. But just the way they had the cameras on this one, where you saw, like, the moment of impact, it was very, very gnarly. And uh, and then Ugh. just her poor face for the next few months of just double black eyes. Uh, not good. Not good. But, yeah, it's not, it's, it stinks for Horatio, too. I think he would have had a good chance to be able to win the whole thing. Texter says, while I agree we'd better we'd be better with Hopkins, I don't think it's as simple as Cal choosing some guys over others. Obviously, playing time will impact how they feel about their future, but sometimes kids just want to leave. I think that was the case with Brooks more so than Bryce. You are right. I mean, there's sometimes mm-hmm. where it's just out of the coach's control where, hey, I'm, I'm moving on. There's nothing you can say or there's nothing you can do. Or there's nothing you can tell me. But my understanding was – they basically just had to choose, you know, where do you see this position going forward? We had Brooks this past season as our star forward. It was okay. It was good. But has he reached his potential? This is conversations that UK had. And I think they were ready for Brooks to maybe just try it somewhere else. I don't think, you know, if Brooks had came back and said, the, uh, the only thing I want to do is finish my career as a Kentucky Wildcat, I don't care what you all say, I'm going to stick around, then that that could have been a different scenario or, uh, you know, things could have potentially had gone differently. But it was my understanding that they just said, hey, when we kind of look at this position, Toppin's next man up. We love his potential. He's got a lot of bounce. He's a freak athlete. We know that we want this guy to kind of be the focal point. And then I think Damian Collins was a little bit more cool with the hey, you're not going to be the guy, but you're going to be one of the first guys off the bench for the front court. You keep developing, you keep getting better, and you're going to have plenty of opportunities to shine. So similar to what Toppin was last year, Collins was going to play that role this year where Toppins was going to play the book, the Brooks role. And I think lost in the shuffle of all that was Hopkins, where they probably weren't going to promise him you're getting the starting four, you're going to be the guy here, Toppin's going to back you up. Uh, and I think Hopkins said, all right, well, I'm getting lost in the shuffle again for a second year. I'm not doing that. I'm going to go to a place where I'm, I'm going to be prioritized a little bit more. So I do think it came down more so of a pecking order sort of deal. I think I think if UK came to Hopkins after last year and said, you're our guy at the forward position next year, we need you, then he would definitely have been at Kentucky. If, it if they would have said that to Brooks, then I think Brooks would have been here. Uh, but instead, I think that they went to Toppins and Collins and said, hey, you guys are you all are going to be our front. You guys are going to be our fours next year. And it just unfortunately hasn't worked out. Toppin's had, he's been solid, but I think you need a little bit more than solid with this team. You need, you need really good. And I think Hopkins would be really, really good. And then Brooks at least would help with spacing with his ability to shoot. So 
I, I do. I think I think UK's staff messed up with this a little bit. Not that I mean, they know. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but I think they goofed a bit, Roush. To to the the Texas point though, the the way you do roster management with portal in the in the transfer portal era is a little bit different though now where. Sometimes it, it could just be a foregone conclusion. Like, you know, they could have already had it in their heads by this time. I mean, I think around this time last year, we had already heard Hopkins was going to hop in the portal as soon as the season was over with. Like, it was unsalvageable. So, like, you know, that that's the sort of stuff that – it's just different. It's just different. And um, it's going to be difficult to win every single one of those scenarios. Yeah. It, it, get Get every single one right. Yeah. And, like, you know, I think maybe with, like, somebody like Jazang, there was, again, I think if Kentucky went to him and said, you are going to be our star shooting guard and we promise you that, then it could have changed. But it was also a pandemic and he wanted to get closer to home. And so he went closer to home. And there's some, there are some instances where I don't think it really matters what the staff tells them. But I do think there's others where they need to choose. It's roster construction each and every year. And they're going to be doing the same stuff after this year as well. Uh, Reeves will be in that conversation. Frederick could be in that conversation. He's a Kentuckian, so I think you know he'll he'll most likely want to hang around and, and stay. But Reeves, Livingston, uh, Collins, he recently on an Instagram live said that he'll be back next year. But like you know, I'm not going to hold him to that, and I'd be a little surprised if that happens. But UK is going to have to make those decisions because while you do get 13 scholarships, you realistically know that eight nine guys are going to be playing and that rotation may even get to fewer as time goes on you don't want people that are going to be locker room issues if they don't get enough playing time it, it, it is it is complicated and it is difficult but you got to get it right like that's part of the coaching just as much as recruiting getting great players in building the roster and deciding who you can kind of cut loose and be okay with versus who you need to kind of beg to stay uh you're working with chemistry as well it's a tough job but we're not making any excuses for Cal. He's got to get it right. That's that's part of the reason. That's what makes good teams good, great teams great, and bad teams bad, unfortunately, is these decisions you make in the offseason. A texter well, says, or the, what you got? They, they followed up basically with the point that I was trying to elaborate on, just how things are going in the portal area, especially when a majority of recruits are top 50. They'll end up successful elsewhere. If Kentucky is also successful – no one will care. That that's a big part of it. Uh, did you see the? I agree with that. The study that the athletic did too, where they they just all right, let's get the data on quarterback transfers. If you enter or if you sign a top fifty quarterback from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one, so that's a three year span. Now keep in mind, only one of those years had the the one year free transfer um, that that went into effect in twenty twenty one. Seventy five percent of those players transferred. Uh, like part of the game now, and I think to that person's point, especially with the the top guys, things aren't going well according to plan. It's easy to just look elsewhere, also because they have the most options to look elsewhere. It's not like some of these other places where if you were not a top one hundred recruit, you probably wouldn't have a ton of options. Kentucky's guys, as soon as they hit the portal, they're the most sought after players. Yeah, um, so. You know, no, and uh, that's that's a good point by you. Good point by the texter. It's not like just it's not like they're it's like the monsters and they have their power taken away. Uh, like they they're still good basketball players, and they're going to go to a place where they're going to get more opportunity. And mm -hmm. a lot of them make the most of it.
We we also were kind of spoiled by the early Cal years because the just it was it's such a freak anomaly that everything happened the way it did in that those first six years or whatever. Like how many? There's no modern college basketball players that would have bought into the platoon thing at all. I mean, even the year before that 2014 team, the amount of star power they had on it for for players to buy in to not get too disgruntled like that it's it's remarkable right like that's just that's just not something that you even see now in the transfer portal era it just seems inconceivable now and it it seems almost impossible at the top yeah no and uk had to deal with negative recruiting from the platoon system for a couple of years after that they they were fine but you did see kind of duke start to recruit uh, just as well and then to a point where it got a little bit better but People would use that against Kentucky being like, you're going to go there and they're just going to get a ton of players and you're not going to, even if you do get on the court, you're going to have to platoon on out. And, and Cal never did the platoon thing again, but you still also just want to get the most collection of talent that you have. Uh, that's why I always default back to like, if I'm Kentucky every year, I don't care if it's a three-star or a low four-star, I just want to go get a really great shooter under like the premise of, hey, year one or year two, you may not even sniff the floor. You may not even sniff it junior or senior year. We're always going to be recruiting over you. But if you keep working on your shot, there's going to be games where we just need somebody to go in there that can knock down outside shots. Maybe your sophomore year, maybe your junior year. I would just do it. Find somebody that's wanting to just be a Kentucky basketball player that's an unreal shooter. I'd almost recruit into that, just knowing that like you need to find people that are going to be cool with their role. And I think you found it with Lance Ware. That's one person that, you know, and I, he'll, he should be around next year. I'd hope he'd be around next year. They just love him as a program player, but on the court, you know, he is what he is. He hasn't really taken any, any major steps forward as a player. He's going to play hard, which is nice, but you do need to, you do need to mix in a couple guys that don't have the expectation that I'm going to be a superstar. Uh, because then you can get in a little bit of trouble. A texter says, I can't deal with the lineup obsession. I wonder what the new talking point will be next year. Oh, it'll still be lineups. And next year, it could be even trickier. I, I think next year's team, uh, much more how this year, November and December, were surprising to us. I think the next year's team losing in November and December won't be all that big of a surprise. You're going to have a lot of freshmen. I do think you'll have some spacing issues you'll have to work out in time while like Wagner and Dillingham and Edwards will be able to knock down threes. I could also see games with them being extremely cold. Uh, now, hopefully you're going to have, maybe you could bring Shepard in to knock down some shots. Frederick, obviously I think should be back potentially Reeves maybe. So I think you could have some shooters, but it's going to be a work in progress to kind of see how it all works. Uh, and this year it was a more experienced group, so that's what made it so frustrating. But next year it'll be an inexperienced group. It'll take some time, but people will definitely 100% complain about lineups. UK has a bad shooting night. Well, he needed to play better shooters. UK, you know, has a has an off shooting night with their shooters. You needed to play your more athletic guards. They could have gotten inside. But that will be a nice thing about next year is you will have guards, Roush, that will be able to get to the rim, finish mm -hmm. at the rim, break down a defense it's something that's been missing from uk basketball the last several years even as good as Ty, Ty washington was he wasn't going and yamming on dudes you know we also have more of a built-in we, we've developed more patience for freshmen over the years um to kind of go through growing pains than we have with portal players it's just kind of um 
we I think most understand that it does take them a little bit more time to to get cooking. And next year it's back to the the OGs, the 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 hot the the freshman phenoms who uh, are playing in town tonight. Uh, DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw uh, at seven thirty or eight o'clock to tip off tonight in Frankfurt. Uh, they're playing another prep school. So if you don't have any plans, Scoots. You're not calling a game. Maybe you want to go get a scouting report on Aaron Bradshaw and DJ White. No, nah, I'm going to enjoy my Friday night. Thanks, though. Yeah, Scooch told us during the break how he is enjoying his Friday night. We'll share that info with you in hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Don't go anywhere. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Scooter Dingus when we return here on the Big X. Stop me because I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Shooting star leaping through the sky. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday morning, getting you ready for the Cats and Gators tomorrow. Late one at Rupp Arena. UK will look back to get to twinning ways at Rupp after a road trip in Oxford where they got stuck for a while. They were there. They had to stay the night Tuesday. Were there uh, later into the morning, afternoon on Wednesday. Had to drive two hours to an airport, which like, wouldn't the Memphis airport have you covered, you would think? You would think. Um, but maybe, Memphis isn't maybe. two hours from Oxford, so I don't know yeah. what the deal is. Bear Cal just lying to the fans again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Also, I love just how, like, Cal being in a car for two hours is just a nightmare scenario. When was the last time he was in a car for two hours? Yeah, I couldn't believe that they flew home. I mean, I can believe it because they've been doing it forever. But, like, flying home from Vanderbilt is always funny to me. Flying home from <laughs> Knoxville, uh, which they, they don't always fly to Knoxville, but sometimes they have, which is just like, what What are you all doing? You know, get, get in a bus for a little bit. But they had to stay long down at Ole Miss, and uh, mm-hmm. Cal said it was good. So it was good for the team, good for the players, spend more time together. They were in a good mood. I'm sure the win on Tuesday had a lot to do with it. We'll keep those good feelings on over to Saturday. Taking on Florida. We mentioned how good of a college basketball game it is, Roush. Having some Salsaritas chips all day to munch on would, would be the play, in my opinion. Oh, it's it's the best play. Um, just a great – especially if you're going to have a couple cold ones. I know some people did the the dry January. Maybe they're, they're breaking the seal, popping their first top of the year. The the seasoning on the wildly addictive chips really hit the spot. Go great with some ice cold uh, Coors Light or Miller Light if you're a Scooter Dingus. But they've got a wide array of dipping sauces. And when I say dipping sauces, it's, it's more it's salsa, guacamole, uh, their queso. I've become a big avocado guy in the new year. I don't know what it is. My uh, my mother has just, she's invaded my brain. Uh, 
with avocados being good for me. And now I can't stop eating the darn things. So the guacamole is the move for me at Salsaritas, whether I'm getting a burrito bowl, a taco, ooh, or dipping the quesadilla in it. So good. So, so very good. Check them out. They got two locations and download the app before you go, whether it's to Middletown or St. Matthews, you're going to save some bucks with the Salsaritas app every single time. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Check them out today. Uh, so Scoots can't go watch DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw tonight. His favorite day of the week, Friday, it's because he's already got plans with his butt in the couch. Scoots, tell everybody what you got going on tonight. I am going to probably drink entirely too much beer tonight, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to watch all three hours of On Patrol Live, better known as Live PD. Really looking forward to it. Which is like the NFL red zone of cops. Exactly. What would you say to people that say that that show is bad because, you know, cops, that it's encouraging them to make more stops to be on TV and we need less policing, not more. What would you say to those folks? Scoots? I would say, hmm, I don't you really, want yeah, I don't, you know I don't, I don't really know. I mean, stop being ignorant, I guess. Like all, all cops aren't bad. I don't know. I love it. I love it. That's well said. We'll put it in the official uh, statement release that we're going to send out here soon. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> that sounds so. That's your, your Friday night. You're just yeah. going to get hammered watching live PD. Absolutely. And you so you know my favorite thing to do when that's on is so I normally drink every time I watch that show, and my favorite thing to do is wait until somebody gets pulled over for a suspected DUI incident. And then I'll sit there in my living room and I'll do the whole field sobriety with them as they're doing it just to see if I can pass. <laughs> <laughs> this man's single, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> I swear. I swear I do that. Well, how do you normally do? I, oh, I kill it. Kill it. I am well Good. prepared for if I ever get pulled over after drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're just, you're, you're Jim. You're great. We're so lucky to have you. Um, speaking of producers at the Big X, Trevor is back. Uh, mm-hmm. It was nice for him to text all of us and say, hey, I'm doing well. Appreciate you all reaching out. Uh, of course, he didn't. He didn't return any text in our group message. Uh, so we had no idea if he was still at the hospital or what the deal was. We didn't know that he was even alive until we heard his sweet sounding voice on the Mike Rutherford show yesterday. Uh, he did, so he is alive. He did say he's at 40%, though, which, what, what is a 40% for Trevor? What would that be for just like a regular person that is in good health? I think you got to take the zero off. That's like a 4%. I was going to say, like, that'd probably be on, you know, that'd probably mean somebody's on their deathbed, I would think. But he is at 40% for his normal state of health. But he said Also, he wasn't... his 40, whatever's got him sick down to 40% would have a normal person at 80%. <laughs> you think so? Because they just have more their immune system just not completely shot to hell. It could, he, he was mad that he said that the nurses and doctors were very rude to him. I was like, well, Trevor, you don't have insurance. So, of course, they probably weren't going to be thrilled with you. No, he does now have insurance. He used to not. Um I, I went a year one time when I was like 23 without having insurance, but he, pants. He, he, he does, he is insured, but he, he was not pleased with this treatment. He said he was asking them for pain medication and they never gave it to him. Huh. Which... So that's, well, of course they weren't happy with him. Like, 
<laughs> and you know, it's it's also Trevor. But he's doing better. He did already predict that he wasn't going to be doing the show today because he felt so bad yesterday, which is hilarious to do about. <laughs> really set himself up for Exactly. Success. 24 hours in advance, heads up, that he won't be doing a show that he's currently already doing because he's not going to feel well. And then he had what well, I was going to pull the audio for it, but ended up not. He had one of the funniest lines he's ever said. He said that he hated missing work. And he always feels bad when he has to miss work, so he tries <laughs> never to miss. Scoots, I had the same reaction. Like when I was listening live, Rutherford show three to six, I bursted out laughing because he said it one hundred percent, like sincerely. He's like, "Ah, oh, everything went well when I was gone. I, I hate missing. I, I feel so bad when I got to miss work." And I just lost it. I just started cracking up because nobody loves missing work more than that guy. Nobody feels less. I guess, guilt about not showing up to do their job than this guy. And he was talking, he's like, well, now, you know, I want to go to the Super Bowl and I'm going to have to drive out there. I may have to miss some days next week and now I feel bad about it. And Mike was very nice and was like, well, that, you know, it's the Super Bowl. We're, we'll be okay if you've got to miss some shows. No big deal. It was like, Trevor, you don't feel bad about it at all. You don't feel bad about it in the slightest. But we are happy that he's doing well and feeling better. And maybe you'll hear him today at 3 o'clock. Maybe you won't. Who knows? Good news uh, for Trevor is 40% is only about 10% less than he normally is. So not that much of a drop-off. We should Burn. just get a daily, like, Trevor, percentage of health today. Where, how are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can conquer the world when he gets to 100%. Mm. All right. Uh, keep on with the text line. Or, Roush, was there There was a football uh, commitment yesterday? Yeah. Abbasel, uh committed to Kentucky yesterday afternoon. Uh, good, talented offensive lineman. Ranked as the number one player in the state of Kentucky. Uh, by most recruiting services, some of them have Hayes Johnson, number one. But uh, first and foremost, continuing with a trend of getting the best offensive lineman from the state of Kentucky. That that typically works out well for the Cats. So uh, good to see that trend continuing. Uh, it's it's also one of those things, too, where I, I rarely hear Luckett this fired up for commitments in February, but he, he thinks this guy is going to be a star and could blow up four-star prospect, multi-year starter at UK, potentially even a left tackle, depending on his size and all that sort of stuff. So um, a, a great get. Uh, to, to keep a little momentum in the 2024 recruiting class. Would you say, Mr. Yinzer, build up that big blue wall? See what you did there. Would you Would you say that or would you not say that? I mean, I can if you want to. No, I just, no, I just, yeah, you can, if you can use it in one of your other podcasts if you want. Okay. Yeah, right, just put I'll it, you know, mind. circle back to it if you like it. Just let it marinate, see if you like it or not. Okay. Uh, it's just something I've been workshopping for the last few days. Uh, no, that's it's exciting. It's the most. I think I think you can make a case that the three most important positions on the football field are offensive line, defensive line, and the most important, obviously, being quarterback. And that's why I think Kentucky's been able to climb up the ladder the extent that they have is because they've been really, really good at two of those three positions for for the majority of the Mark Stoops era. Obviously not always exactly where we want it to be. And there was a little bit of a drop off on offensive line, but to, to be able to compete in the sec, you have, you have to be sound in the trenches. Otherwise it doesn't really even matter what you put around at some of the other pieces. So 
if they like them and these are the people they want to target, it's better to get these people in sooner than later. And that's that's good news. If you all tell us it's good news, then I'll believe you. Not that I have any idea if this player is good or not, but if you all say it is, and this is who UK wants, then I'm I'm all with it. Yeah, yeah. He um, the, the it's it's also fun when you just turn on any sort of offensive lineman tape and you see dudes just pulling the entire time, making plays in open space, uh, and and head busting, head busting. So we'll get to see him camp, um, but. You know, uh, to go back to what I said at the start, like some of Kentucky's best offensive linemen have been these early commitments that are locked in and develop over time. So, uh, Mr. Yenzer, keep on building that big blue wall. There you go. There you have it. Uh, text on into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. Any other quick hitters before we get back to the text line, Roush? Um, Just that we have three NBA All-Stars. And Shea Gilgis Alexander, first time for him. So, he's had, a, he's had an awesome year. <laughs> Like Absolute joke that De'Aaron Fox and Anthony Davis weren't all stars. I could m- maybe see Davis just because of the amount of time he hasn't played. Injured. He's played yeah. plenty. He's he played has. Plenty. He has not played enough to be an all star. You look but at Fo- Fox should have been an all star though. Fox, the Kings are awesome, and Kings it's because awesome. of him. Yeah, you know they have Trey Lyles in Sacramento. <laughs> I did not know. I knew they had Monk. Uh, had no idea Trey Lyles was there. That guy. You were talking about a great job hanging around and making a ton of money. It, it's one of those, like, I know people say, like, being a reliever or something or being a pitcher in baseball is the best pay. Dude, look at Trey Lyles' career. He's made so much money. Yeah, he has. Being a reserve. Trevor always likes to, like, make fun of Trey Lyles. Like, hey, one time committed to U of L, and now see how it's worked out for him. Dude's, dude would be, like, one of the all-time U of L NBA greats at this point. I, I thought mean, he not, was committed to Indiana. No, he's committed to U of L at one point. And then when he decommitted from U of L, was it between Kentucky and Indiana? Is that what I'm remembering? Maybe he was never actually committed to U of L, but U of L was seen as like yeah. the big time leader. But when he picked UK, I think he was down to just UK and U of L. Uh, he had a graphic where like part of him was in a U of L jersey, part of him was in a UK jersey. Now Bryce Hopkins was definitely committed to U of L. Then he ended up going to Kentucky. Maybe Trey Lyles was never committed. I can't remember now at this point. But Indiana, I don't think, was really in the picture. He didn't want to go play for that goober, Tom Creek. No, I want to say Trey Lyles was maybe committed to Indiana because I remember when he picked UK or when he went to UK, I was really furious about the whole situation. I think he committed to Indiana and then decommitted. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, um, I'll yeah, he go was. to his 24-7 recruiting profile. Oh, not working. When he was beginning his freshman year of high school, he committed to Indiana. That's the yeah, most Tom okay. Green thing in the world. I thought so. <laughs> I mean, it's very Billy Gillespie, too. Get a commitment from an eighth grader. But he he decommit, so he committed in 2010, decommitted in 2012. So I guess that would have been a decommitment before his junior year. So that was before Kentucky was probably really even on him. That's crazy to think about. He so he didn't play high school or he didn't play college basketball until the 2014-2015 season, and he made his college commitment in the summer of 2010. That is wild. That is wild. So I could see why I would forget that he was committed to IU's because by 2012 he was decommitted from IU. Two years before he'd ever even play college basketball. Oh man, big old suck it, Scoots. Big old suckety suck suck. But good for him hanging around. But uh, congrats to the people that all are, are all-stars. Yeah. I think the NBA all-star, while the game itself, the basketball itself, is 
I like, you know, three-point contest, skill contest. It's all right. Any of you all watched the NFL stuff last I, night? I missed it last night. I meant no. to turn it on. But um, I, I I just saw the video of Zadarius swinging a golf club beforehand, and he had his hands backwards. That was just hilarious. And he was still hitting the hell out of it. So. Did you see Saquon Barkley get hit in the face with a dodgeball? No, I did not. Um, he got nailed in the face and then instantly went to complain to be like, it was in the face. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Oh Th- this gosh. isn't this isn't seventh grade, Saquon. Yeah. You we, sorry, you don't have your your PE teacher to bail you out here. Do you know if there's a like, you know if there's a way to rewatch that? Because I really want to watch the long drive challenge. Yeah, Google.com. Heard. I'm sure ESPN <laughs> has it on their their app or something. Um, but I, I did see the quote that Derek Carr had where. Uh, Ryan Clark was like, man, you're on a heater in Vegas. Have you ever been on this hot before? And he said, uh, no, and that's probably why I'm not playing here anymore. Yeah, that was a great answer. <laughs> Which, Quarterback market uh, this offseason is going to be electric. Uh, that, that, that was uh, – it also brought up – I had never seen that clip of Peyton Manning calling Mike Vanderjet our idiot kicker during the Pro Bowl. Very funny. You'd never seen that? Uh, it it had been no, I I knew he commented about it, but I did not know it was live on the sidelines at the Pro Bowl. I I, I knew there was some a- public animosity, just did not know that was the setting. I was watching it live, uh, very young TJ when it happened, and just different time because like you're like, man, that was that was pretty harsh, but you just everybody just went on with their days. Where now, if somebody did that to a teammate, it would you be talked about for forever like social media wouldn't be able to get enough about it although that was i mean the tv shows did 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 pick that up just social media air changes things so much in so many ways um Mm -hmm. yeah so and they did a little punting thing where they had like linemen try to catch punts and then to make it tougher they had to start putting footballs in their hands and the winning guy i think had five footballs in his hand and was able to catch a punt that's crazy i mean it was it was pretty (laughs) impressive it's impressive from like a uh a skill player, let alone a, a big lineman. offensive lineman, yeah. and maybe more more room to hug some of that stuff in. Uh, but yeah, they're they're trying different things, which fine fine by me. Uh, let's see, Pete Thamel just had a tweet: the effort of Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big Twelve a year early and join the SEC in twenty twenty four has stalled, and at this point is unlikely to come to fruition. Texas and Oklahoma will join the SEC in twenty five, as parties couldn't come to terms with a complex negotiation between the two schools and the two networks, uh, Oklahoma and Texas, and obviously ESPN and Fox and the big 12. Mm. So yeah, there, there was a lot of uh, the big 12 released its schedule this week. And um, there, there was some internet sleuths who were like, you notice that the, the Oklahoma and Texas accounts, they only retweeted it. A lot of, you know, programs, they'll have their own, sort of fancy release or maybe make a video or something like that about the upcoming conference schedule. But uh, uh, so there was some speculation that it might come sooner rather than later, but it uh, turns out like the, the, the money uh, as much as there is to be made of them getting out early. Uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. And I bet Mark Stoops, he's probably happy about that, right? Hey, two more chances to win the East before it goes as the Einstein and that stupid commercial would say, Scoots. What does he say? I missed it. Say it again. Sorry. I was reading an article. Carol Lawson and Duke played at Florida State last night. 
played with a great with a, time to read an article just during the middle. Kara Lawson article. Played, they played the first half of a women's game with a men's ball. It caught Which my, I don't, caught my I, attention. I, I don't believe that. Like, no? that, that, I'm sorry. I saw that article, too. I'm like, dude, you as soon as you touch a ball, you know if it's a women's ball or a men's ball. There's yeah, no way it could. there could be any confusion at it's, all. That's kind of my thinking as well. But yeah, pretty like, pretty embarrassing. How, if how that did nobody happen. saw? Like, I, I, it, you were supposed to go kaput. You were supposed <laughs> that, to. That was what TJ was looking for. Kaput. But you did bring up a story that I just think is total baloney. Like, yeah, sorry. They're also going to cancel games now against she, uh, whoever they were playing against. She tried to appeal it, but the league wouldn't let her. That just don't, sounds surprising. I mean, I just don't understand. Like, it would take two seconds for any one of those women to just touch the ball and be like. This is a, like they would just stop the game right away and switch out the ball. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Yeah, not not buying it. Not uh, buying but it. but but hey, two more chances for Stoops to win the East before divisions go kaput. Uh, Scoots really blew it, but mm-hmm. keep my bad. reading women's basketball articles. My bad. It caught my eye. I couldn't. Show. I couldn't resist. And no Texas or Oklahoma for basketball for for a few seasons. So, twenty twenty five will will be the date. I thought you know, for sure money would win out, but I guess I it is, is understandable that just the intertwinings of all these TV deals and money sharing, revenue sharing, it was probably just too much to figure out. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially with like the changes in the contracts. And I'm still, I, I guess that would put them a year after the 12th team playoff, I believe. Um, also going to be weird, just the Big 12, the teams in it. Uh, you, we still have those moments now trying to figure out teams from the last conference realignment. Uh, this this one's even more – it's, it's going to be even weirder because there's going to be teams from the American, the old Big 12. Like, Texas has to go play at Houston this year. Um, so, trying trying to keep all that sorted. Just good luck over the next few years. Just excited for those Central Florida, BYU games, BYU-West Virginia games. Easy cross-country trip there. Up in the car um... for – 48 hours. Text Loaded up and trucking. On the Thornton's text line says, I don't know exactly where we're at. Oh, gosh. This always happens in hour number two because we got to scroll down. And um, yeah. uh, Texter says, We're also talking about very small sample sizes with these lineups. We can't do be doing plus minus after every game. Another texture says, Frederick giving Archie a run for his money with the flat shot. I really hope the finger thing is the reason for this slump. Surely that splint is coming off soon. Well, the little finger sleeve made Iverson shoot better, so he kept it on. Just, I, I refuse to believe that that's the issue for his shooting slump, uh, but I agree with the texture that I ho- almost hope that that is the reason. Yeah, but there's just no the way the dude would light it up during warm-ups and – be able to have some games. I mean, he has made some threes at some point. I just refuse to believe that that's impacting him a great deal. And if it is, then don't play him. Then clearly that's the, then like, okay, then that's the issue. I think he's just in a shooter slump. And that's good news is shooters get out of slumps. He'll get out of his eventually. And hopefully when he does, it means UK wins the game by a big margin. Just much rather have, uh, have that be the case now than later. Get, get, get hot in March, CJ. Get hot in March. Uh, really interested to see what Cal does in the portal next year. Someone like Brady Manick or Matthew Mayer could, who could rebound well and shoot 38, 40% from three 
on a high volume would be huge. I assume there are also some non-white guys who could fill this role. I doubt we have to bring in any transfers at the one through three spots. Also, we haven't had a top 30 defense since 2019. Really important. We're top 25-ish or better next year. I think it should be better next year, but then again, I didn't think it would be so bad this season. Uh, agree about the defense. That's got to get better. And then I, I have no idea what they're going to do in the portal. We got to get a better idea of what the roster is going to look like before we we know. But yeah, I'm all for getting a stretch four. That's kind of tough, physical, can do different things, but especially needs to be able to shoot the ball. So that's that's most important. That got time to talk important. about that though. Yeah. A texture says, is Roush blasting the new Sunday Best album this morning? Mm, no new Sunday Best for me. I didn't know Sunday Best, uh, I didn't know that they had a new album. Wow, and you're their biggest fan. Wow, DJ, wow. I, I do like You them. must not have gone to Stagger In last weekend. I'm just not a just not a hater. We didn't make it to Stagger In, unfortunately. Did, we did you do the, did you do, hit any of the old college spots? I think I saw you at McCarthy's, is that right? Before, before the game, we went to McCarthy's, yeah. Uh, just that place when it's not shoulder to shoulder crowded just feels like a whole different place, like a place I'd never been before. It's it, all it, the trough in the bathroom, which is great. Just the weird, the like two connecting bars and the outside. It's such a unique setup. Uh, it is a lot of fun though. Yeah. It, it, but you're right. I'm sure it's weird when it's not packed. It was great. Like it not being super packed. It was really enjoyable. I was like, this is a side of McCarthy's I'd never, ever seen before, <laughs> but yeah, we had a good time. Um, TJ and Roush, did you all make the eighth team both the A team both years at your Catholic grade schools? I made the A team playing up with eighth graders and seventh grade at St. Margaret Mary. So I guess you could say I was a certified bucket at five foot six. Scoots, how are your handles? I could see you a decent ball handler with a rock. Uh come on. The only time I was not on the A team, it's because our our fourth grade team, we played fifth and sixth C. We 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 were we were too good for the third and fourth graders, so we moved up so we could press and uh play uh in transition those were those were against the rules in third and fourth grade so we played fifth and sixth grade scooch how was your handles i I did not have good handles i i could dribble the basketball competently but if anybody applied any sort of pressure i was done i was known more so more so as a three-point shooter only problem was i'm tiny and i could never get a three-point shot off unless i was wide open so basketball would have never worked for me i was i went ba ba fifth sixth seventh eighth and then sure enough when i was in when i was on the b teams we went to the city championship games both times a teams we were not very good um more fun being good on a on a lesser team than it was getting beat frequently on a better team um, but csaa yeah, basketball just a real hoop we did just beat the snot out of Raphael all the time in basketball so no, not all the time. Huh. Didn't didn't lose. Uh, only only lost one game as an eighth grader. We were, pretty we good. were not we good eighth grade. Good. We we should have been better. Everybody on the team just didn't really like. It was just going through eighth grade, you know, puberty hormones. So it was just like a different. It was just a different issue every week. But we had talent, just not just couldn't put it together. I, I uh, my favorite thing though about middle school basketball is you could still. The it's just a fun style. You can't press in high school because I mean you can to an extent, but teams are just so much better at ball handling that you don't create the turnovers like you do in middle school. And so I was I was the middle I was the center fielder and the the diamond the one two one one so much fun just picking off passes. Oh, oh yeah, time. the game the game I went to on 
on Wednesday, they they were pressing, and the other team just had no answer for oh, it. Oh man, it's, it's a great it's time. Very frantic. Uh, Texter says, "Let's get that Saturday CB uh, college basketball roll call parlay to make us rich this weekend." I'm not going to miss mine. Come on, I apologize for last weekend. It's Scoots' turn to miss his. It is. It is my turn to miss mine. So. Hope I can guarantee that's not going to happen. We're winning the parlay this week. Baby. Oh wow! That you got the scooter dingus guarantee, right Come on. there, folks. Everybody, just do your job, and we'll be fine. I'm going to do my job this weekend. That's a TJ promise to you boys. Okay, I'm going to do my job. A texter says, "Chat GPT, talk about crazy." And we talked about the AI stuff a little bit. Uh, what yesterday, two days ago, whenever that was. Uh, but yeah, it's wild stuff. I haven't I haven't done that though. I have not. I've not ever done it either. Probably won't. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, someday, maybe, good. but for now, I'll, I'll let other people figure it out. Uh, and let's head to our last break. Can Chad GPT take us to our next break? Chad GPT, DDGDTP. System says go to break. Uh, and then we got some breaking news that you were going to want to hear when yep. we return here on Kentucky. And more uh, Florida Cats talk. We'll do it to it. Yeah, it's going to be a fun final segment. Don't go anywhere. TJ Walker, Nick Ralph, Justin Kalen return after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Donatella, T-Mobile. Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself 2011. Once a year, Donna and I spend a day treating ourselves. What do we treat ourselves to? Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. The best day of the year. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. According to Jack Pilgrim of KentuckySportsRadio.com, Rajon Rondo working towards joining the Kentucky coaching staff for next season. Whoa. Hey. Pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah, uh, he was the why Saturday, and Jack says that um, part of the reason why he was there is because he's back on campus taking classes. If y'all recall, he only stayed at UK for three years, and he could join the role similar to what Tyler Ewis had or has this year as a student assistant. So um, they're working to have him on the coaching staff next year. if you do recall, though, TJ, um, and I didn't know, I just said that like two seconds ago, but uh, he was, there were talks of him co- with a couple big name coaching positions, I think even in the NBA, uh, but then he had a domestic violence sort of arrest, or I, I, I forget exactly everything that happened there, uh, but it happened with his family in Louisville, and uh so he kind of had to lay low for a little while. I'm not sure whatever came of that, um, but this looks like his his road to redemption is going back to school at UK and uh, kind of starting his coaching with uh, Coach Cal next year. 
Yeah, that's an exciting opportunity, it seems like, if this actually ends up happening. I do think you're going to see some staff changes after this year. And I don't know, is it is it Chin going somewhere else? Is it KT Turner? I'd have a tough time believing UK would let Orlando leave, but I guess not 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 impossible. But it's, it's going to be interesting. If they do have an opening, do you promote Ulis to that spot and let him be somebody that can get on the road and recruit, or is it too early for that? And then what do you do with Rondo? But we've heard about UK wanting to have more staff members, and then that was the big Mitch Barnhart stuff from several weeks ago. Seems like maybe they're getting an opportunity to expand their staff a little bit, especially with maybe Rondo getting into the fold but uh, nobody wants Ulis to leave that's for sure and that you that people want him around full time he could still potentially play basketball overseas he he was in that he had you know had a really really serious injury in that car accident and he's still not 100 percent healthy from that so someday Ulis may want to give basketball one more go but I would guess probably not but again that's just guessing but nobody's going to want to see him leave the staff and then Rondo helping with point guards, helping with a Robert Dillingham next year. I'm I'm all for that. That's only going to help that dude out. Helping with a DJ Wagner as well. Uh, that that could be good. That could be good good for all parties involved. So, uh, nice scoop there from Jack Pilgrim. You mentioned, uh, you know, if there are changes, wouldn't it be would it be too quick to promote Ulysses to a real assistant job? That's what I, that's what I, I suggested. I don't think so. And he's somebody that you know is going to be hungry, that is probably has most likely determined that coaching is going to be the next chapter of his life. You'd be what, 24 years old? I, I know. It's just, it's just a quick, it's a quick jump into full time assistant. Like, I, I, I would trust that dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. I, and here's the thing most people would trust that dude. Um, I'm typically on the other side of like, just because they played here doesn't mean that they're a good coach. Now, I generally think that like, if there's going to be anybody that it's, is an exception to that, it would probably be Ulysses, um, from an X's and O's standpoint, but I'm also of the, like, you do have to kind of grind, like being a a full-time assistant at Kentucky is a pretty prolific spot. That would be a quick leap from. You know, it'd be kind of cutting in line, but hey, if if anybody could do it, I think I don't think fans would push back on. And after the Tennessee win and before the Georgia game, he did an interview with UK Sports Network, where it was a long it was a long interview, uh, but he was just talking about how Cal let him be the coach on the floor when he was a player there, and that he he knows everything Cal wants to do. Uh, he, he's known it since like basically day one when he was a player and then was obviously in the system for two years. But by the time he left, he was, he was basically calling the things he wanted to call out on the floor and Cal was always cool with it. So I do think even if you're worried about his lack of inexperience to potentially be a full-time assistant, he's somebody that's going to be able to run practices, help out Cal in a lot of different areas as a recruiter, you know, who knows? Uh, he would probably See, be able to relate with high school players better than than most people could, so that would be a plus. But from an on the court standpoint, I think it'd be really beneficial. Yeah, I, and and the the biggest thing for me is just like um, with any players, I I just worry about uh, the grind. Like that, I mean, that's why Lamar Thomas didn't work out because he didn't want to grind. Um, 
you got to put in long hours to be a good assistant coach at high level college sports. So um, that's just that's that's always why I kind of pump the brakes on some of these. But I know at least in Rondo's case, um, like the dude's pretty hungry to get a big time job. He thinks he's qualified for it if he can put in the work. UK and he can he can get it he can get it. Um, while we're talking about former players though, TJ, we do have to mention uh, Mike Pratt is getting his number twenty two jersey retired at halftime of tomorrow night's basketball game, and uh, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm fired up for it because Mike Pratt, awesome guy, uh, the the guy that we grew up listening to. Um, but TJ, the thing that I I wanted to do before this happened is it's like you know we. What makes Mike Pratt one of one is how he brought generations of all UK fans together because the young ones know him for calling basketball games, helping bring Cal here as a part of the search committee. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for the older generations, you know, I mean, he played for Coach Rupp, right? And he was on one of the greatest teams that did not win a title uh, for Rupp. And so I, I, yesterday I went digging through some of his best games and it's just, the way the sport worked at the time was a little wild because you had all of these just prolific scores. Like Pete Maravich was scoring 50 points. Uh, this guy at Notre Dame, Austin Carr, was scoring, he scored 52 points against them in an NCAA tournament. Uh, but like Pratt had 40 against him, right? Uh, he was a 20 and 10 guy that 20 and 10 guys are normally just like, oh, uh, one of the best players on the court, all SEC. You, you just think of them as all time greats. But he was with Dan Issel, who scored 30 and 40 a game. And also Mike Casey, who uh, before his injury, you know, Oscar Combs, some of those guys will say that he might have been the best of the bunch. So he often got overlooked. And I'm, I'm just very happy that he's going to receive the recognition uh, he deserves to, tomorrow at Rupp Arena. That'll be huge for his family and deservedly. So he should be recognized, but uh, for what the family has dealt with, I'm sure that will mean a ton. So, so good. That that'll be nice. Uh, it'll what, be a fun moment in Rupp Arena, uh, maybe an emotional moment, but it'll be nice. One one thing I learned too when I was going through some of these old stats. Uh, so Pratt was from Dayton. He's the, he was the leading scorer in the city of Dayton's history. Uh, picked UK over Dayton. The year he was a freshman, they actually went to the national title game and lost to UCLA. So in his third game, the defending national runner-ups come to UK. It was third, fourth, fifth game, something like that, uh, of varsity basketball, and he drops 15 and 15 on him, and Kentucky wins by three. So even though he, was, he wasn't he was always the guy, like pressure situations were, were never too big for Mike Pratt, uh, an absolute baller. Should be a nice, nice ceremony at Rupp Arena tomorrow night. Late game against Florida. Florida's a good team, folks. The record doesn't really show it, but all three of their losses in conference play have come by three points or fewer. And uh, they're, you know, they lost to Kansas State, so you can't say that they're 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 super hot right now. But they are playing well, especially in conference play. They've won at some tough places on the road. They were able to win at Mississippi State, which Kentucky will be going there. They were able to win at LSU, which Kentucky struggled a little bit at LSU. Uh, But their three losses by three points or fewer, two of those to Texas A&M, another one to Auburn, two of those three on the road. So they'll be ready. It'll be a tough one for Kentucky. Obviously, Castleton is one of the better bigs in the 
in the country. Cal was asked about him, and he basically said he's going to get his, but he gave up plenty to Oscar. So it could be that kind of game where both bigs are able to to get their points, do their thing. If Florida tries to double down, then shooters got to be ready to go. Yeah, Oscar I needs mean, to be engaged, though, locked in, play with better energy than we saw on Tuesday. Florida is a team that's going to want to shoot a ton of threes. Interestingly enough, they do have a lot of people that can take people off the dribble, but they don't use it really to go finish at the rim or score inside. They use it more to collapse down a defense and then kick it back outside. They're going to shoot a ton of threes against UK, and nobody really likes hearing this type of analysis, but if they're super hot, Florida probably is going to win the game well, at Rupp Arena. Especially because their their defense is so good. They rank top 10 in defensive efficiency. Uh, they're seventh in two-point defense. So, like, CJ, we need you, bud. <laughs> we need you to knock down some shots. Like, because it's, it's those, uh, those mid-range Jacob Toppin shots, um, when he's playing aggressive and kind of getting to the rim, those just aren't going to come as easily. So, um, this this could be a slobber knocker. Scoots, can you can you guess the line? You're you're our official line guesser. What do you think? Um, I'm thinking somewhere in the ballpark of five and a half. Kim Palm's calling it UK minus four. Well, how about that? So, so we'll. we'll, we'll I think the five number is a good number, Scoots. That's yeah. kind of where where I was thinking uh, as well. So, it, it it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one for UK. I feel like we're saying this a lot, but I think also just UK is not. That great of a basketball team, so they're gonna when they're playing other good teams, then it's probably gonna be be tough games. And I don't think this one's any exception. But the stakes are really high. Need need this win. Need to continue to keep up with the pace in the SEC. Try to get that double by and not play until Friday. UK is in a solid position right now, but they're currently on the outside of that spot. But they do have some tiebreakers over some teams above them. They. Uh, just need to keep winning, and especially at home, especially at home. So, uh, and I think it's going to be a lot of free throws for UK on Saturday as well. So, hit your free throws as well. Florida yeah, is good yeah. defensively, but they play a pretty aggressive. If Kentucky can just try to get go attack, get inside, go to the paint, they're most likely going to get rewarded with some fouls. Make your free throws. Florida will make theirs. I promise you that. So Kentucky needs to do their part to, to make theirs at home. It seems like they've been usually better on the road with shooting free throws. I don't know if there's stats to back that up, but haven't been amazing at Rupp Arena. They'll need to be better tomorrow. Uh, good text into the show here. Scooter, are you more of a Hooters or a Badunkadunk kind of guy? I mean, uh, Always guy. have been and always will be a Hooters guy. What? Oh. what? Wow. Yeah. thought you were Shoot. a Badunkadunk. No, yeah. no, nope. I've always been a Hooters guy. I wa I just watched you people. I really enjoyed it. Had some great laughs and a good message. Thanks for the recommendation, Scooter. It's probably too progressive of a topic for TJ's liking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's mumbo jumbo, I'm guessing. No, it's it's about current events, what's going on in the world. It's mumbo jumbo. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, checks out. TJ, I agree about bananas. I honestly just think he's a weird dude in general. Besides confessions, he's never. there's never a time he's not joking around. I bet it's so annoying for people in the house. There's times where he's not joking around, but then there's other times where it's just like, you seem like one of the most obnoxious humans possible. Uh, and it's, he probably, he probably is, probably is. How Scooter takes everything so literal is friendly infuriating. Saying your sarcasm meters broken, Scoots. I don't. I don't mm. take everything literal. What do you mean? 
Texter says. Also, I think we all know Scoots is probably a bad movie recommender. I am not. The, the guy who's going to go watch Live PD for three hours a night. Come on. And he practices the sobriety test in real time. <laughs> uh, another Texter says, Saturday is by far the best day of the week. Saying Friday is a wild take. If there's anything I do well, it's throw out some wild takes. Hot take scoots. Kenny Payne whining and crying about his players having no energy in practice is literally hidden telling on himself. I don't think Kenny realizes he has the power to change the attitude with players and the fact that he's talking about changing a culture is flat out laughable. Kenny acts like this team was given he was given to him two days before the season and that he didn't get hired six months before the season. He's so bad and truly a joke of the head coach. Feel bad for you of all fans. Yeah. Well, he's going to be back, most likely. Oh, yeah. Um, huh. Good luck with that, Cards. Uh, another texter says, I'm proud of your juvenile delinquency, Nick, but we listeners are lucky you enrolled those Marlboro Reds from your t-shirt sleeve and decided to hang out with us here in respectable society. You're on the fast lane road to Eddieville throwing Skittles at cops. Oh, man. I love the Marlboro and your t-shirt sleeve. Like, it's 1958. Yeah, had a real, real greaser look to you, it sounds like. Oh, I love this story because this is in my neighborhood. The description is definitely in my neighborhood. Went egging one time off Laura Hunters, missed the turn out of the neighborhood. By the time we looped around the circle, kid's dad was in a van chasing us. We ended up T-boning a small tree. What? Everyone's fine, but I'm not sure if that guy crapped his pants or pumped his fist. Needless to say, we learned our lesson, never went egging again. That, that was where we drew the line because eggs could really mess up stuff. Uh, yeah, we didn't really do a lot of egging and toilet paper. Not that there wasn't a time or two. But yeah, there were a couple times as kids is like throwing snowballs at cars where you'd have people just lose their oh, freaking yeah. minds. Yeah. The snowballs one is the is the funniest one to me, but because um, like it is totally harmless, but it just scares people and it just ticks them off to no end. Yeah, we threw a snowball once and the car stopped. I know who you all are. I know where you live. Well, we were in front of our house, so we weren't we weren't really trying to hide it there, lady. Um, yeah, good 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 shenanigans, but everybody also just grilled the hell up. Glad here, everybody was safe when they T-boned that tree. <laughs> yeah. John here. Happy TGI Friday, everyone. And by gosh, I hope you're having an exciting morning. Hey, it's game day edition. And I'm confident the Cats will win by nine. Why? Because the Cats have nine lives and we're going for number nine. Okay, a little superstition at its finest. I hope you... We do not play like robots. Yeah, right, Bryce. Just keep playing with easier competition and just pretend you always had it in you last season because you did not. Anyways, nothing but respect for that guy, but please don't put it all on Coach Cal or the pressure of being a Kentucky. Just remember, Bryce, it's not for everyone, and you're a part of that not-for-everyone group. We'll got to go talk to you later. Some hot takes there from John. we got to move past him. Good morning, TJ. T- Toppin is certified soft bum. Anyways, I don't think we can make the tournament with Wheeler at point. I don't listen to KSR, so the Wheeler lineup takes are of my own opinion. Wheeler brings nothing in the half-court offense and is a massive liability on defense. I wish Cal would play Ugo more. If anything, try him at the five and Oscar at the four. Ugo was showing a very high projection of blocking shots, and then Cal quit playing him. Something that just doesn't seem right with Cal all year. Okay, have a good day, TJ. Suck at Louisville, suck at Roush. Uh, well, hopefully you get Wallace back, but Wheeler, if you, you know, if he, if Wallace can't play, you got to have Wheeler in at the point guard. You just, mm-hmm. you have to, it's UK's best option at that point. Uh, I also agree. I wish Hugo played more, but it is what it is. It ain't probably happening now. The platoon system was a disaster and cost us a Wisconsin game. Is this serious? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Is if this serious? I said people use that against UK in negative recruiting. Yeah, I but mean, I was uh, propping it up because it won 38 games they, with like it a definitely bunch of wasn't five stars. A disaster. It definitely wasn't a disaster. They won 38. They won 38 games. That's yeah. not a disaster. That's good. It's good. Yeah. 
John here again. I forgot to say Cats MVP will see will be CJ and the Gators can suck it. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later. We've been told and told by pretend narrative controllers that next year's either going to be C, Cal is having success because the team is stacked with unbelievable talent, or C, Cal's system is so outdated he can't even dominate with this much talent. Uh, sure, it'll be one of those two things. Uh, but I, I want him to have as much talent. I, I won't use that against Cal. That'll be a good thing. And if he makes it work, great. If not, seems like the sun's setting anyways, and, and, and maybe you move on with there. This this text makes no sense at all. What is going on with the recruiting of offensive linemen? I'm surprised the staff hasn't made that position a priority. They they just got the two top-ranked yeah. ones in the state? Listen to the uh, the podcast. We talked about the linemen commitments. Pretty confident no one would be hand-wringing over lineups this year if the talent just was up to expectations. Hey, Roush, are you hitting up the Finn Hickey party this year? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, Might is. see you there. It's always a good time. How are the Chinese blatantly flying a surveillance balloon into Montana? Need to take need the takes from the roll call. Also, boys. why would you put a surveillance balloon in Montana? What are you surveilling in Montana? That's where they're buying up all the farmland. Oh gosh, get out of here, China! It is pretty wild that you're just having a foreign government fly a big old stupid balloon. Although, like Chinese would have to know that we were going to see that and like catch it. Although mm-hmm. we haven't caught it, we're just letting it go because we're worried about debris over Montana. What? Something's not adding up there with that whole story. I wonder what it is. Rondo pulled a gun on the mother of his children less than a year ago. Yep. Uh, Sounds like Joe pretty, Mixon. Pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, lady, drive on before we pelt you with a few more snowballs. Loser. Yeah, exactly. Don't, what are you uh, slowing down for? All right, predictions for the game. Uh, we have an updated score. Roush is now in second place, overtaking me. Woo! So he, he will get to pick game second. Scoot's still in first. It's just vanilla missionary Scoots. We know what he's going to go with here. So go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I was going to go with – I was going to try to change it up today, but I'm I'm still going to stick with Oscars, my MVP. And I think the Cats handle business on Saturday. Give me 72-63 to 63 final score. What was it? 72-63? Correct, yep. Okay. I think it's going to be lower scoring. Uh 68-65, a close one that Kentucky pulls out thanks to the heroics from one Antonio Reeves. All right. I will go UK 60, 60 to 56, and I guess I'll just take Wallace because, you know, who else? Let's hope that he plays. Yep, uh, yeah, Dan nice. will guarantee it, so I'll go ahead and take his word for it. You want to pick a second everybody. in case he doesn't play? Uh, no, excuse else. We're not playing that game. This <laughs> is a gamble. No, I actually should get the point. We can talk more about that Monday. Another texture says Montana has ICBMs apparently underground. Well, what's that silly balloon going to notice underground? I guess unless it's got like some heat stuff. But you'd hope the American government would have that figured out. Anyways, not enough time. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. Go Cats. We'll see you on Monday to talk all about it. Huge, huge game for UK basketball Saturday night. <laughs> Mamma mia, mamma mia. Mamma mia, let me go. Be a zip has a devil put aside for me.